Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you today? All right, let's tuck into factors to consider for a job search in another city. So I want to really talk to you about if you want to relocate, what are some of those extra things? And I've got some good resources for you in this. Starting last week, I've been reading some reviews that are on iTunes for the podcast. And this week, I want to read one from Mac Pritchard. Mac runs something called Mac's List, which is a Seattle, or I'm sorry, Portland-based um, job board. And he also has a podcast. I have been a guest on his podcast. I've also been rated as a top career podcast by his organization. Maxilis does an annual um, list of career-related podcasts. And here's what Max says. In each episode, Lisa shares career advice about a focused topic. Her information is practical and aimed at recent college graduates and millennials. She's a good, well-organized speaker with a conversational style. Lisa's long experience leading university career services offices shines through in every program. You can tell she's heard the questions of the audience she serves many, many times, and she's got the answers. (laughs) True. So thank you so much, Mac. If you would like to have your review read on an upcoming episode, give me a five-star review and give me a wonderful glowing rating. I am hooking you up with great content, so I would love for you to hook me up with a five-star review and of course if you're not rate if you haven't subscribed do so all right so factors to consider for a job search in another city so I want to start by thinking about the things that everybody has to have for a job search no matter what and then we're going to talk about that extra layer that gets added on if you want to look somewhere else so this could be you know you have just graduated from college in you know you are from St. Louis and you now want to live you know, in Kansas City. It could also be that you're just open to moving wherever the right opportunity is. It could be that you've got um, a certain maybe very niche kind of job that you want to do and you're willing to go kind of wherever that job is available. So these resources and these um, ideas are going to help for any of those scenarios. So for any job search, you're going to need the, the following. You're going to need an updated resume, cover letter, LinkedIn profile. So your marketing materials, right, have to be spiffed up. Number two, you're going to need a clear job target and experience to, to support that target, right? So you're going to have, okay, here's the job that I'm looking for, and I am qualified to apply for positions in that job. I have the necessary credentials, whatever they may be. You also need a job search strategy. Believe it or not, just looking on job boards is not a job search strategy. It's just looking on job boards. But you really need an effective strategy where you're not putting all your eggs in the job board basket. And trust me, just because you're looking at eight different job boards, that does not mean you have eight strategies. You have one strategy. You still have all your eggs in one basket. You also need a network of people. So the most effective way to get a job research is back this up over and over again is through networking, through active job search strategies that center around networking. So you're going to need to marshal your network. And I promise you, even if you think you don't have a network, you have a network. You also need technology, right? So you need a phone, you need a computer. You probably are going to need video interviewing capabilities. So you want to make sure that your computer 
or that you have access to a computer that has audio and video good quality and to that end also that you're set up in a room you can be set up in a room that doesn't have like you know slayer posters in the background um, or anything like that and then you need of course internet access you also are going to need appropriate interview clothing now we've done episodes on interview attire before you can go back and check those out and it varies very widely from field to field. So someone who is trying to get an entry-level position at a law firm as an attorney, as a recent graduate from law school, has a very different sort of dress code than someone who is maybe going to work in a lab doing research. But there is still appropriate interview attire and there is an investment of money involved in getting that. You also need interview skills. So it's so important. I, I think one of the most frustrating things in the world would be to be really great at what you do and to know that you can ace the job, to know that you're a great candidate, but you don't have the interview skills to pull off the interview, to wow them in the interview so that they want to bring you in and offer you the position. And then finally, money for all of the above, right? So if you're going to get someone like me to help you with your, your marketing documents, there's money involved. If you're going to have someone work with you on your job search, there's money involved. If you're going to be going out to networking events and uh, meeting people for coffees or lunches or going to, you know, events where you have to pay a fee to get in there, those are all going to cost money. Perhaps you're going to need to invest some money in upgraded technology. You're certainly going to want to invest some money in the interview clothing. You might need to in invest in a coach like me for interview skills. So all those things cost some money. And I think sometimes people think it's pretty much free to go look for a job. Well, Technically speaking, you can probably do it for free or very low cost, but how much, how long do you want to be in that job search and how willing are you to go for months and months without the results that you want or with getting unsatisfying results, getting the wrong kind of calls for jobs, all of that kind of stuff. So those are the things that kind of everybody needs regardless, but let's put that extra layer on when you're looking for a job outside of the city that you currently live in, right, or that you're from. Like, again, if you're off at college, but wherever home is, you know, that you grew up in, you're not wanting to go back there. One thing that you need for this out-of-city, out-of-the-area job search is to have some target cities in mind. I will offer that if you open yourself up to anywhere in the U.S., or God forbid I had a client recently who's like, I'll go anywhere in the world. Yikes! you are in for a much longer job search and a much more expensive job search. So one of the things that I encouraged him to do on this consult was pick a couple of cities, right? So he was interested in the U.S. All right, let's pick two, maybe two cities in the U.S. And then he was also open to these other countries, maybe two other cities, and narrow this thing down so that you can target your, your energies and your, um, your searching and all of that. Another thing that you're going to need is resources to research those cities, and I'm going to give you some really good ones later on, so some really good resources to get you the information both about the cities, the, the geographic area, and about jobs in those cities. Number two, number three is contacts in those cities if possible. So really looking at your network to see how, who do I know, whose aunt's sister's cousin or, you know, old um, fraternity brother from college's brother lives in this city. Who can I make a contact with? Having someone there in that city can be a huge resource for you in terms of kind of helping you to see the lay of the land and giving you some kind of insider info. 
you're also going to need additional money, right? So if you think about, you are probably going to want to travel to those cities, maybe in addition to, or in addition to going for interviews, so you may want to stay longer because you want to look at apartments and that kind of thing. You want to get the lay of the land, and that may be beyond what they're willing to pay. They may, especially at an entry level, they may not want to pay anything for you. You may have to say, depending on your job and your level, you may have to agree to pay for everything related to you getting there, both for the interview and for the actual job, in order for them to consider you as a viable candidate. Some companies aren't going to want to put out that money, especially at a kind of lower, more entry-level job, because they have plenty of local candidates that they can pick from. So if you can assure them, I will incur the costs, then that may be that may kind of take that, um, that barrier off of, of their plate. And you might also need money for move, right? And, and so we're going to talk about the company may pay for that. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But you may have to pay to move, and it can be quite expensive. And then you may need additional money for what I can consider kind of moving-related expenses. So if you're moving to, like, for example, I left northeast Missouri 30 minutes from Iowa and moved back down to Florida, to the panhandle of Florida, I needed a different wardrobe, faux show. You might need, um, there's things like, and I call them geographic specific expenses, and I try to look this up to see what it exactly is, but there's a tax when you move into Florida. I had to pay it when I, and, and even though I was a Florida resident, I don't think I had the proper documentation to show them so that I ha could waive this thing. I can't remember what the deal was, but I paid it when I paid my um, tags, when I got my Florida tags. And it's like 250 or 350 and it's just sort of like a moving into Florida tax. I don't know what they call it. Like I said, I tried to look it up and I couldn't find it. But there may be other things like that that you're going to want to, you know, account for and, and find out about. So as a general rule, you can expect a non-local job search to take longer, cost more money, but that is going to vary by industry. So if you're in a very high demand field or a very fast growing industry, that may not be an issue. So let's talk for a minute about companies that may reimburse moving expenses. So I've seen it happen two ways. And one is you get a flat allowance. So when I moved from uh, Columbus, Georgia to Kirksville, Missouri, the university that I was moving to gave me a flat allowance. And I could choose to spend that however I wanted. It would not have paid for movers in the sense of someone to come in and package up my stuff because that's actually super expensive, but it did cover a U-Haul, right? So I had a friend who drove the U-Haul, I drove the car, and it paid for, you know, we had a couple of nights in a hotel and all the food for the whole family, everything was paid for. The other way that I've seen it done is you submit receipts, right? So they'll probably say, you know, spend a maximum of X number of dollars and they may have some kind of guidelines as to what are allowable expenses and what aren't and then you would submit those receipts after the fact. In both of these cases it's likely to be an after-the-fact reimbursement. It's not likely to be an upfront uh, payment. So you're still going to have to have that money or be able to put it on a credit card before you get reimbursed. Um, and what I, what I want to, one more thing I want to say about that is this is a question to ask. Again, if you're going to be moving and, and you know the expense is going to be pretty high and you feel like they're very interested in you, it is a good question, but I don't recommend asking it in the initial interview because you're not that far. It's like, you know, first date, will you marry me, right? 
But before you get to the point where, you know, you've signed on the dotted line, that discussion needs to be had. And typically that anything to do with the moving expense reimbursement is going to be included in the written offer of employment. So you're going to have it in writing what will be, you know, covered and, and what isn't covered. So next I want to give you some resources that I like for conducting a job search in another city. Some of these are very accessible and others you're going to have to look up for maybe a public library that has them. Um, they're cost prohibitive for you to incur the expense to get them for yourself, but libraries, a lot of them have these. So one is, and this is very accessible, is Chamber of Commerce directories. So let's just say you want to move to Chicago you want to look up the Chamber of Commerce online directory. Why is that useful? Well, that's going to be a pretty exhaustive list of all the employers in the Chicago area. And, and Chicago being such a big city may have a couple of chambers, so you kind of got to look at whether there is one or multiples. But they're going to give you a list of all the companies. That's a really good place to kind of see, okay, where are the possible employers in this area that I might want to reach out to? Along those lines, the Convention and Visitors Bureau. So any town of any size has what's called a CVB, Convention and Visitors Bureau. And that's the, that's the um, often it's kind of a part of the chamber. I know here in Tallahassee, they live in the chamber building and they're usually are pretty closely connected, but they're the, the group that goes out and gets conventions, come in, they do, you know, they're the ones who kind of have their hand in festivals and things like that. So to bring visitors into the area. And that can be really useful in terms of like, you know, who's advertising in there, who's, who, you know, what are the employers that you're seeing in there, what are the events that kind of give you a flavor for the community. Another one, and the, these next two are ones that I would look up for a local library, but the Book of Lists um, is, the Book of Lists is put out, oh gosh, several U.S. cities. When I was in higher ed, there were maybe 34 metropolitan areas in, in the U.S. that had books of lists, and it's just a compendium of here are the largest hotels in the city. Here are the um, the largest, um, you know, country clubs by membership. Here are the most expensive private schools. It's all very random stuff. Here are the largest um, law firms or uh, accounting firms or um, employers, the largest employers, and it's just this random list of things and it'll usually give you like the CEO and some other contact information and that's a super useful list and then along those lines there's a, a software package called or software program called Re Reference USA which you can search um, areas that so you could put in you know again Chicago you could put in what type of industry you want to work in maybe what size of company and it's going to give you an exhaustive list of every company that meets whatever criteria you put in. So again, it's really good for generating possibilities. A resource that I found just today was called livability.com, which is a list of the 10 best, or no, 100 best cities I think it was to live in. I put 10 on here, but I think it was 100. So, you know, if you're just like, okay, I'm willing to go wherever, it's a really great quality of life. And of course, you have a, def a different definition of what makes great quality of life than I would. So what is that thing? Do you want the most walkable city? You know, you can do, you can Google those things as well. But livability.com, what I liked about it was, like, it'll tell you in different categories, like, what's so good about this place? Like, what makes it good? 
I also recommend a cost of living calculator. The one that I like is called bestplaces.net and this allows you to compare cities. So you can do one of two things. You can go, probably more than that, but you can do, okay, I if I live in St. Louis, I know the St. Louis market and I want to make, you know, X amount of dollars and I think that's reasonable for St. Louis, but now I'm thinking about moving to San Francisco. What would I need to make there to be equal to $50,000? That's what a, a cost of living calculator will do for you. It also tells you how much more or less expensive housing would be and utilities and transportation. So all these different things that uh, would go into your cost of living. So I think that's really cool. The other thing that you can do with um, bestplaces.net is you can compare two cities. So one of them does not have to be the city that you know or that you currently live in. It could just be, hey, would I rather live in San Diego or San Francisco? You can see them side by side. So I think that's really cool. And you'll see things like crime rate, um, all kinds of just data. I think it's really great. I wanted to give you an example of how important this cost of living thing is because I, I did a I did a search on uh, on uh, bestplaces.net and so I said okay I want to live in Kansas City Missouri and that I, I want to make fifty thousand in Kansas City but now I've decided I want to move to Los Angeles what is comparable to fifty thousand dollars in Kansas City if I move to Los Angeles well guess what it's a hundred and six thousand a hundred and forty eight dollars so more than double and it's interesting because I I can identify when I was moving from Columbus Georgia to uh, wherever the job was I had interviewed at the College of New Jersey which is in like Ewing New Jersey it's a suburb of Trenton and there was this huge range on the job. It was really odd. It was like 60000 to like 120000 It was like double. It was really wide range for the same job. And I did, you know, some cost of living kind of analysis. I talked to some folks while I was up there. And I realized that I would need to be at the very top of that range. And this was back in 99 to come out ahead, a little bit ahead of what I was doing in Columbus, Georgia, because housing is so expensive up there. And I'll never forget, I asked um, a woman about the housing situation, and she said, if you can find it, it'll probably cost you about $1,800 a month. And this was 1999, this is 20 years ago. And she's telling me it would cost me $1,800 if I can find it. So knowing that cost of living is so important and I know I've talked about that before when you're negotiating your salary you want to know what's market value for the job that I'm doing in this area and you want to know you know what what are reasonable prices like what's the range what what do people pay for this work and then you want to walk into that interview with three numbers the number that I want to end up at the number that I want to start at so I can end up at that number and then my walkaway number under which I am not willing to take this job because I will I will regret it from day one so in closing, this research piece, I recommend when it comes to like the cost of living, I recommend that you do that before you even pursue a job because you need to know what that number needs to be, right? So if again, if we go back to that example of Kansas City versus Los Angeles, you might be looking at $80,000 in LA and you're like, hot diggity dog, this is fantastic. Come to find out you would be way far worse off than if you stayed in Kansas City with the $50,000 a year job. So you need to know that so that you're not looking at jobs that are posted online that are paying seventy-five, dollars to $80,000 that will not give you a, a living wage. 
So I hope this has been helpful today. As always, want to be your career coach. Hey, don't forget to hook me up with a review and I'll read it on an upcoming podcast. Send me an email, Lisa, L-E-S-A, at exclusivecareercoaching.com. Find me on LinkedIn. Find me at Exclusive Career Coaching on uh, Facebook. And find me on Instagram at lisa.edwards. And I will see you next week. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.